Welcome everybody, this is James Lumber. Welcome to my my uh, podcast. I've never done one of these before. Uh, this should be interesting. Um, basically, uh, I'm new to this. Bear with me. Uh, I'll be doing different segments. Uh, most of my area of expertise is in uh, the music industry. I was in it for about uh, two to three years. I've done every aspect that you can think of in the music industry. Um, some other people know that earlier in my life, uh, I was also into law enforcement. I was in that for a while. Uh, so I'll probably share a little bit about that because people were interested on in how I got into that. Um, uh, I, I'll probably give you like a little uh, history on my background to they'll give you a little bit more of what type of person I am. I'm a very visual and auditory uh, person. I've worked on a lot of audio and video projects throughout my life. Uh, a lot of stuff I did was experimental. And that's what led me into the music industry. So uh, I'm going to sign off for a while, or uh, pretty soon here, because, like I said, I'm brand new, and I want to get my thoughts together so I can share more with you. You guys will be fascinated on a lot of stuff that I've done. Um, I can share a lot of the stuff that I saw when I was in the music industry. I can share stuff that I did do in the music industry, and it actually opened up doors for me to get into acting, uh, so bear with me while I get my thoughts together, uh, plus there will be uh, other, excuse me, <laughs> excuse me, uh, there will be other artists that I want to introduce, like new artists. Uh, I might do a spotlight on there for a new artist or an artist I like or something I might comment about the artist or something going on in the music industry. So I hope you will follow me. Uh, I would do the best to, to entertain you and educate you at the same time. So have a blessed day. Thank you. Thank you for listening. Remember, The James Louis Show is a listener-supported podcast broadcast. We cannot operate without your support. That's what keeps us on the air. Again, thank you for your continuing support. Remember to click that button at the bottom to help support us. Because we'll keep bringing back great uh, life stories and journey stories for you to listen to. Thank you and have a great day. Well, welcome everybody. This is James Lumberger coming to you live from the LA area. Uh, this reminds me when I was doing uh, radio DJ back in high school at East Lansing High School. 
uh, we had a teacher that really didn't know what he was doing, but uh, my classmates got me in, even though I wasn't signed up for the class, and uh, for half the year, I got to learn about television and radio, but that's something I've always been a natural with. I trained about 12 people to become a radio DJ, and uh, five of them went on, and five of them have been in the radio industry, and they're making a shitload of money now, pardon my French. So, uh, I want to say congratulations to you all for going farther in life. Uh, I know that what I taught you was half the basics that you needed. And then when you got into the radio industry, they probably educated you even more. But it's great to know. Um, so, today is Monday, August 13th, 2018. Before I go on, I got something I want to share with you guys. Because a lot of Californians love this uh, marijuana law. I found this in ARP. It's July and August 2018 pot usage. This, it's not about the buzz. People over 50 use legal marijuana for several reasons. Getting stone is near the bottom of the list. In a large U.S. survey by BDS analysts, 19% say that they use it to relieve pain. 16% use it to relax when they get home at night or when they're under stress. 9% use it to sleep better. And only 6% say that they use it use pot to get high. Isn't that amazing? Okay. I thought I'd share that little tidbit. Like I told you, I was going to be sharing today. Now, this segment that I'm sharing with you is on my mom's side of the family. <clears throat> I did not know until I became a teenager. Now, I'll give you a little history. Before my mom met my dad my grandparents paid her to be an opera singer and a pianist and she did it for years she told me from when she was a child until she was I think 22 and then when she got into college she didn't do it that much then but she said she hated it now here's something that's really really weird <clears throat> now on my mother's side which would be her father's side. For about six or seven generations, they were entertainers. They would travel all over the world, entertaining royalty, like the Queen of England and uh, the Prince of Egypt and all over. I, I, I can't even begin. Uh, I saw a lot of documentation in our family Bible, we got like two or three of them. So, a lot of them were entertainers. They did theatrical work, they did uh, magician work. Um, now, 
I did not know my great-grandfather started the Tough Man Contest because one time he was over in Europe and the king goes, I'm bored. So I don't know if it was if it was my great-grandfather or one of his employees said, okay, I'll bet you I can kick your ass. So then they, they started boxing. And guess what? All of a sudden it got the king's attention. I don't know which country this was. So they started betting, and then uh, it just took off from there. So my great-grandfather was the founder of that. And then other people started mimicking so, well, they weren't the only entertainment group, but as far as I know, they were a big one. My, I used to have a business card of my great-grandfather. On the left side was his picture. On the right side, it said Tom, or excuse me, Thomas B. Berry, permanent home address, Saginaw, Michigan. And then underneath that, it had, a, had his address, and then it said USA and then it says contact for quotes so I'm like wow so uh, mind you growing up my grandfather told me that him and his father which is my great grandfather were friends with a lot of well to do celebrity entertainers we're talking like P.T. Barnum Ringling Brothers, uh, Walt Disney, Harry Houdini, Blackstone, just to name a few. And there's even more that I don't even know about. Now, all through my childhood, my mom said to my grandfather, don't you dare tell him what you've done. Because I found out <clears throat> on my grandfather's side, I don't know if it's still in the family, Breckenridge, Michigan, the Berry family used to own what is called a grass airfield. And they used to have biplanes out there. Now, they used to get with Harry Houdini, and they would wing walk. And my grandfather did that. He wing walked on the outside of an airplane while it was moving in the air. Now, my grandfather shared with me that he walked across one of the wires from the Chicago uh, Sears Tower to another building. And my mom got very upset. She goes, shut up, don't give me any ideals. <laughs> so there's a whole bunch of stuff that my grandfather and his father used to do. And then, um, for, for years after that, my grandfather, or excuse me, my grandmother wanted my grandfather to tone down so he slowly got out of the entertainment industry and opened up his own IGA slash party store he made good money at it but uh, over the years he, he uh, stayed with magic uh, he got me an autographed of uh, David Copperfield uh, Doug Henning, uh, they're magicians, um, and there were some other ones, but that gives you an idea right there. So, 
when I was growing up, my mom used to play the piano. And what I used to do, she would be on the left side, I'd be on the right side. And I would mimic everything that she would do. Her, her hand position, her posture. So she'd play a melody on that side and I'd play the same melody over here. Little did I know that my mom was syntaxing me to become a novice. I doodle, but my doodle sounds like classical music. I have no formal education at all. A lot of it was uh, trial and error, but I really need to get four to five hours of training for about four or five years. Now, mind you, during the 80s, well, the mid-80s and the early 2000s, that time of my life, I came across five individuals. These people didn't know each other. And each five go, oh my God, Andrew. I said, what? You can play the chords, and those are the easiest to play. And the fingerings are easy, but you play the chords easy. They said, do you know what? Many, many people spend a lifetime to, to be able to play the chords like you. They said, oh my God, you're fabulous. And uh, they've told me that I should play the piano. So one day I was in the apartment building where I was living. I went downstairs and... Uh, I snuck into the community room where they had a piano and they made sure that no one else wasn't in the room. I just, I was doodling very, very quiet and playing as slow as possible. And every time I do this, every time in my life, within 38 or 48 minutes, a spirit, different spirits come into me. I play classical venues and people are like, oh my God, he's good. Now, can you imagine if I got proper training? Oh, geez. I could probably make a whole bunch of money like Elton John. So, this lady recorded me and I, I doodled and I played for three and a half hours. Mind you, I thought it was in this uh, conference room with the piano all by myself. When I got done, there was a thousand people in there that stood up and clapped and whistled and go, oh my God, you're good. I said, oh my God, y'all give me a heart attack. So guess what? They said, get over here. So I rewinded the tape recorder and I played it. I said, no way, that's not me. They said, no, that's you. I said, you gotta be kidding me. They said, oh my God. God, I'm good. Now, mind you, back in middle school, my mom thought taking up music would give us discipline, which I, I tend to agree. So back in middle school, I started out playing the drums. That my mom thought would be a good instrument, but after three or four days, she went through the roof. Oh my God, I don't want you and your brother so she made us go get uh, drum pads. 
So we played on that, but guess what? We couldn't hear our mistakes, and we couldn't hear the tonality of what we were making. So it was a little hard to do. I've also played bass drum, timpanis, bells, triangles, uh, anything in the percussion. I tried the saxophone for a while. That was pretty fun. Um, it takes a lot of wind, and I have asthma, so... I went back to percussion, but I've always had a love for music. And back then, back in middle school, before I even got into music, I was already tinkering around with uh, electronics for music because I always liked uh, experimenting with different sounds and sound effects. So that was another thing that led me in that direction too. Um, trying to think, move it up. Uh, I'm sorry, I'm getting a brain freeze. But eventually, what I did, I stayed with it. Uh, now, back in middle school, I used to set up for bands. We'd have different band groups come in and play for us for school dances. So I learned about setting up cables, I learned about microphones, I learned about amps, I learned about uh, speaker position, I learned about lights, I mean, and then an opportunity opened up where I got to run the music for our pep rally, and then the opportunity opened up where I got to run the music for home basketball games. I would shut down the lights and the pom-pom girls would flash me with a flashlight to the window where I did. And I'd dim the lights, I'd cue up the music, and I'd click. I'd play the music. I'd get people all riled up for the pep rallies and get them all going for uh, basketball games. And I eventually... Did DJing for a lot of our school dances. I played uh, the records, did the lighting and stuff like that. Um, that's something I've always been good at doing stuff like that. I'm trying to think what else. Started a band back in my hometown, Saginaw, Michigan. And then when we moved to East Lansing, that that was actually a better opportunity. Uh, I started getting with people. I started acquiring more uh, audio equipment. I started getting more speakers. Plus, I invent stuff. Uh, I had a crate speaker that I, I took a uh, speaker wire and soldered it to a small digital radio. And it kicked out a lot of good bass because I used special ampage and stuff like that. And people were like, God damn, that thing's loud and kicking out bass. What you got connected to it? And I show them a clock radio. I'm like, God damn. That little shit's kicking out. I said, yeah. I got step ups in here. Steps it up and it kicks out the bass and the treble. So I've always been doing that. Plus, my invention, I actually created the first wireless stereo system about 
before four or five years before it even came out on the market I took a digital clock radio clipped the wire and took the wire that went to the speaker soldered it to a walkie talkie then I soldered that walkie talkie button to the arm position then I snipped the wires to the speakers of the walkie talkies and soldered them to these real cheap uh, stereo speakers drilled a hole had the antenna come up on both speakers and on my digital clock radio I had um, rock and roll stations that I had preset and all I had to do was turn it on push the button all of a sudden I now had music going really good to these speakers I could place them anywhere in the bedroom because I got tired of us getting tangled up in wires and my brother's god damn you're smart I said yeah I know I'm sorry <laughs> my friends were amazed they came over and took pictures and they were boasting how I was a genius ahead of my time I downplayed it anyhow so I did stuff like that um trying to think of what else and then I just kept doing what I was doing you need to understand I held this goal and this desire in the back of my head for a long time that I wanted to get into the music industry so what I did I bought a tape deck and two uh, Omni uh undirectional mics one for left and right channel and I'd, I'd go to the different cafes little bars and I'd ask them can I set up and record and they said sure a lot of them had open mics that's how I got a lot of unknown artists in Michigan on the radio station next thing you know they're getting record label deals because our local radio station would say like it or dish it and a lot of my songs that I recorded for groups all of them got passed except for one dish it and that wasn't my fault because the guys hooked, hooked in and patched into my audio equipment inappropriately, inappropriately and it came out really bad they blamed me for it and I kept telling them I don't do that way I use mics because I can pick it up better so, well, anyhow, I kept doing what I was doing, and uh, uh, I started going to Lansing Community College. wasn't sure what I wanted to do. Along the way, one day, I was going through the MSU Student Union. I saw a flyer that said, are you an MSU student? Or are you a LCC student, which stood for Lance Community College? Would you like to get experience in the music industry? And uh, I thought, oh, this is bullshit. I start walking away, and my spirit guide stopped me. And she goes, go upstairs. That was the best thing I did. That was the door of opportunity. And, oh, God, it was phenomenal. I'm going to pause from here and sign off because uh, 
I don't want to overwhelm you with a lot of stuff because people get burnt out real quick. So I'll save this for another segment. And I hope you all have a great day. I hope you enjoyed listening to my segment. I welcome you to come on back. Tell your friends. Um, There's a whole bunch of stuff I'm going to tell you. Now again, I don't know everything. Okay. I did a lot of stuff in the music industry. So I can answer some of the questions by sharing with you. And I'll admit, I don't know everything, but I do know a lot. So, I'm going to sign off here, and uh, y'all have a great day. And I'll be back with you soon. Thank you. This one's off the beaten path. This is... uh. James Loomer coming back to you. Uh, I'm sharing with you on my podcast today. Another unique gift that I was born with is I actually have a pinched nerve in the back of my neck. I was born feet first instead of head first. So when the doctor flipped me around and pushed me up against my mom's spinal cord, uh, there's a nerve that gets pinched back here. Now, when the nerve is pinched, my frontal lobe is heightened at 100%. What it does is it gives me extrasensory perception, and I'm able to do strong remote remote viewing and clairvoyance. But it also opens up the door for me being a medium. I do mediumships. And what I do, I've been doing this ever since I was a kid. It's really weird because I got two different f- facets of it. I thought I'd share this why I'm trying to uh, gather stuff up to share about you, you guys, about my music uh, experience. This one I thought, well, why don't I throw this in here right now? This gives you something to listen to. But this is actually true I've had many 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 people document me I've worked with local police I've worked with the FBI on missing cases Uh, I've even helped unsolved murders Um, it's really weird and I was before I start sharing that um, I sent a letter off to the NSA and told them that I was a master uh, psychic. You know, that's what they call some of us. They have all these extra sensor, extra sensibilities that I have with my clairvoyance, remote viewing, and uh, extra sensory perception. So, one day, my dad and I were arguing. And I said, Dad, you need to stop. This is in 2003. You need to stop. We need to stop arguing. I said, something's going on right now that I cannot explain to you, okay? And I couldn't. So I went into the bedroom, and I picked up. The government had hired four other people like me. One was in Canada. One was in Florida. 
One was on the East Coast and one was on the West Coast. And what they were doing is they were using Zenner cards. And what they did, they had a, a photograph of me. And what they did is they concentrated on picking up my vibrations. And I picked up on their vibrations. So I told my dad, you're going to hear me say stuff in here. I'm not crazy. I said, I'm going to shut the door. I don't want you to come in and interrupt me, please. And I got really serious with them. Little did I know, the U.S. government had a satellite on me. They were listening in. They wanted to see if I was full of shit or not. So, the guy up in Canada showed me a picture. Well, he concentrated on a picture of a lion. He, he brought it into his mind and he projected it out. And I said, up in Canada, I said, that guy's looking at a lion. Next, I said, the guy in Florida is looking at a triangle. Then I go, the guy over here on the East Coast is looking at a circle. And then I said, the guy on the West Coast was looking at an X. We went around. I called off all the pictures and all the picture diagrams in 38 minutes. Then, one of them sent a strong thought projection to me and he said you missed four of them but he goes god damn you're 97% accurate so they knew at that point <laughs> the government's been kind of watching me on and off uh, I don't know why but I'm really good at remote viewing I can go down I, I what I'll do is I'll lie in my bed, and what I'll do is I'll regress out of my body stage by stage by stage, and uh, I just keep going up. I keep going up, and uh, I float above my house, and I float up farther until I see the city, and I float up even higher until I see the region area, then I float up higher, and then I see the state, and then I float up higher to the point where I can see the world. I've done this type of exercise for a long time. Uh, I've actually trained myself where if I concentrate on a picture, I can clairvoyance, clairvoyance to that building, and I can go through that building floor by floor by floor by floor. It is phenomenal. Uh, I've been doing this. Oh, and I ain't gonna say, there's two two female friends of mine. I ain't gonna say their names. I know if they hear this, they're gonna go, oh my god, he's telling the story. Yes, I am. I'm going to say the story that I'm gonna protect yourself by not saying your name. So, <clears throat> The first time was, uh, let me give her a label of a J. So, Jay and I were talking on the phone one time, and she goes, you know what, you're so full of this ESP crap. I said, okay. So I go like this. I clear my mind. I picture a blank wall, and I close my eyes. And I clairvoyance right down the telephone line. 
and then boom, I pop up where she's at. Mind you, I have never been at her house, never before. Here I am, I got my eyes closed, and I'm cl clairvoyant sitting in her room. She goes, okay, Mr. Smarty Pants, what the hell am I wearing? I said, don't do this, you'll regret it, you'll start screaming, you'll freak out on me. She goes, no, I won't. I said, first of all, I'm going to tell you, I'm not outside your house, I'm not in your tree, looking into your window, okay? I don't know where you live, you've never told me where you live, so... Just remember, you asked for this, and guess what? I told her she had on a beige t-shirt with letterings on it, and she was wearing a polka dot underwear. All of a sudden, she starts screaming, Oh my God, where are you? <laughs> I started laughing. I said, I'm at home right now. I got my eyes closed. I clairvoyance through the telephone. She starts screaming and dad comes in. And her dad's like, what's going on? She's like, look out the window. See if anybody's out the window. And her father goes to the window. There's no one in the tree. There's no one around here. She goes, go outside. Just check. And her father still to this day didn't know what was going on. And she goes, you're sh and she puts her, her hand up to the front window. She goes, you're shitting me, right? I said, no, I just clarified through the phone. <laughs> she goes, okay, smarty pants, levitate out of my house and describe the outer part of it. So it did, so she starts screaming. <laughs> Her dad comes running in. What's wrong? What's wrong? Are you flipping out on drugs? She, Jay's going, no, 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 no. She goes, she goes, Dad, I just need you to step out the step out the door and she shut the door and so she took the telephone into the closet she goes are you telling me you've never been to my place I said Jay I don't know where you live you've never told me your last name I don't know where you live all I know is that you live in the East Lansing Michigan area that's all I know and guess what <laughs> next day when she came into East Lansing High School, when she saw me, she went real silent and closed up. I said, Jay, come on. You've been joking about this with me for three months. And then when I show you my talents, you freak out. I said, come on, snap out of it. She goes, well, you scared me. I said, I told you I really didn't want to do it, but you were dog dogging me and uh, double double bet, betting me to do it so I did it <laughs> so eventually she came around and took her two days and we started acting normal she goes my god that's a unique talent yeah it is she goes well what else can you do I said well I can touch and to, uh, I can touch uh, objects and get vibrations see who's touched the item before or if I don't do that I get vibrations from people that have touched it and then she goes well how does it work I said I can't explain it I have a pinched nerve in my neck and it heightens my frontal lobe my frontal lobe 
and it activates all this stuff. And I just, I don't know how, how it works. I can't explain it. So, now that was Jay's situation. Now, me and their friend, oh, you know, I call her Q. Now, with Q, um, with her situation, I'm trying to remember, it's been so long ago. Oh, I remember. I touched. Oh, and guess what? She was doing the same thing. She goes, oh, man. What the hell are you talking about? You got this extrasensory perception shit and all this and that. And guess what? I said, okay, give me your jacket. So I take, well, before I touch the jacket, I said, let me take in a deep breath, visualize a blank wall, a white wall. And then all of a sudden, <laughs> And all of a sudden, don't shoot. Give me a sec. Oops. Having a little technical difficulty hanging there with me. Or still having technical difficulty. Okay, I'm back. Sorry about that. So, uh, I breathe in, I take it all in, and uh, I touch her jacket. She goes, I know who touched this last. Well, then all of a sudden, I start describing this female. I, d I describe the color of her hair, what she looked like, the height and the weight, and all that. And all of a sudden, she jumped up and started screaming, and I'm like, Q, what's going on? Oh, my God, you just described my sister to a T. I'm like, well, you dog dared me to do it. This is a female. She goes, my God, how the hell do you do that? I said, don't ask me to explain it, because I don't know how it works. She goes, holy cow. She's like, oh, my goodness. And uh, now, the medium part that I do, that's even fascinating. About 50% of the time, I get people that come to me because people hear through uh, word of mouth that uh, I, do, I do meetings and I'm a medium. I've been doing it for 33 years or more. I used to teach classes in Cincinnati, Ohio. I had a small class of about 12 people. I would train them how to really, really relax and do an out-of-body experience. And then, excuse me, I'd show them how to tap into their third sense. And then through that, I'd take them step by step. It's hard to explain. You, you got to... You gotta show them and do it a specific way. But anyhow, um, when they do a reading for people, I always ask the person that's living, I'll say, okay, we can do this. I said, sometimes the spirit won't show up, but for the most part, it will show up, okay? And 
spirits do show up because these spirits are usually hanging around the living to protect them or to watch them and so what I'll do is I'll ask the spirit something a specific that you and the living would know that other people would not know and every time the spirit tells me something uh, that they did in a secret room or a secret area like for instance with this one lady when I was doing a reading for her her dead sister goes tell her that you know about the key to the drawer to the desk and when I said that the lady that was alive she started screaming oh my god you are good we vowed that we would never tell anybody that. How do you do that? I said, don't ask. I just have a heightened frontal lobe and it allows me to do this. And some people are born this way. And then also, I'll communicate back and forth between the spirit and the person that's alive. Now, when I have worked with law enforcement, and the FBI usually what I'll do is I'll ask for a photograph and what I do is I take my finger and I scan it over the picture to pick up vibrations I do it that way or I hold the picture to get vibrations and what's even better is if I can get something that someone's touched just recently Remind me, I gotta be in a positive frame of mind and I gotta be away from negative people for me to do this. And what I do, usually I'll say to a police officer, you can stand in the back of the room. I'm gonna go to the front of the room, but I need you to be absolutely quiet. And what I do is I tap into my inner spirit, do deep breathing, visualize a white wall, and then I grab the intimate object and I start picking up vibrations. I start getting pictures of people that touched it. And guess what? It's really weird. I can't, I can't explain it. A lot of times I'll actually pick up that item and it's not even attached to the crime that I'll start picking up pictures of the person that did the crime to the person and then I start describing it the criminal person that abducted that person and with that I give them detailed information and uh, we've convicted many many people because of the fact uh, that the proper information I, I give them it gives them gives law enforcement and the FBI the ability to utilize the information I just gave them. And then guess what? Usually when they go back and re-interview some people, they find out, oh, geez, we got some valuable information out of this person from me doing a vibration. Now, guess what? That leads them to that person. And then they get convicted. There's been a couple of times, though, where there was no witnesses involved. Right? We've actually arrested people because I picked up on the vibrations because I'll pick up the item 
even though they touched it last, I can actually see the criminal by touching that item, doing the criminal act of either stabbing or shooting them or whatever. And then I'll describe it into a uh, recorder, like I'm doing right now on, pod- on podcast. And then what they do is they give it to the DA. And then guess what? The DA will, s- will say to them and say, well, guess what? We found a witness after all. And then guess what? They don't even play my audio tape. They just break down and go, oh, yeah, I did it. Because now they hear that there's a witness that places them right there. And guess what they do? They just break down. They give them a statement. And then with the statement and my auditorial readout of what I got convicted them, but they don't enter that into evidence. They use it as secondary, though. But they usually testify, and then they will go to jail on their own testimony. It's really unique. Um, another thing I used to be able to do, uh, I don't know why it stopped once I became an adult, but as a kid, I could walk down streets and get these vibrations, and I'd go, whoa! My two brothers or my friends would be with me, and I'm like, oh God, you're getting one of those readings again. <laughs> and we'll stop, and I'll say, well, a crime has either been committed here in the past or will be committed here soon or in the future because I also have the ability to see in the future. I used to have a notebook that I used to write stuff down. The stuff that I saw my grandfather, he was like, oh my God, you're a brilliant kid because three years before the TV stereo combo came out, I drew it in a notebook exactly the way it would be three years out. And my grandfather, he just laughed. Son, you got an active imagination. And guess what? Three years to the date, my grandfather went and bought a Zenith Magnavox uh, AM and FM TV radio combo. And when we got it home, he goes, do me a favor. I said, what? Go get that notebook. He opened it up. He goes, God damn it. You, you had a vision of this three years ago. There's the date. And he goes, my God, it's identical to this person that made it. They took physically what you saw in the future and made it three years later. Yeah, I know. So my grandfather started going through my notebook and started looking at some of the other stuff that I started uh, uh, was seeing in the future. And he goes, hmm. Now, mind you, my grandfather and I were not really close. This is my grandfather on my mother's side. He was usually quiet and kept to himself. But when he found out I had these little gifts, all of a sudden it became... Uh, interesting to him. And he was another key factor that helped me move into the music industry. He had an organ, and I loved playing it. So every time we'd go over to my grandfather's house, which was a lot, I'd sit down and play the organ for about three or four 
some days almost five hours just doodling. I'll have the headphones on and be sampling different music and stuff like that. Uh, my next one I'll be sharing how my mom also influenced my life. I just saw it start out with this. Uh, I thought it was neat to share this. A lot of people are fascinated when I tell them about my mediumship and stuff like that. They, yeah. I'm going to close here because I have to take off and do some other stuff today that I'll be more than happy to come back and share more. So, y'all have a great weekend. I'll talk to you soon. Thank you. Bye. Please welcome many of our new audience members. We now broadcast live on Monday through Friday. Sometimes we have weekend edition and nighttime editions. The James Louie Show is now live on Apple HomePod and is now live on Google Home when we broadcast on Anchor. I want to thank the listeners for supporting our podcast broadcast on Anchor and Google and many fine podcast platforms. That's what keeps our podcast on the air is by supporters just like you because without your support we wouldn't be able to keep this podcast show going so again please click the listener support button below now to keep us going again thank you for your support and have an awesome day thank you